Welcome to CoreCentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of CoreCentric Conversations on the importance of holistic cash forecasting. I'm Kelly Barner, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today, I'm joined by Fritz Smith, Chief Revenue Officer at CoreCentric, for the first part of a two-episode series on holistic cash forecasting. Fritz is a seasoned technology sales and marketing executive with over 25 years of experience. Having impacted both small and large complex sales organizations across the Americas, Asia-Pacific, EMEA, and Canada, Fritz's assignments have been versatile and vary from early stage to Fortune 50. So welcome, Fritz. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Kelly. It's great to be here. Now, CoreCentric recently commissioned Forrester Consulting to do a study on holistic cash forecasting. And in this interview, I'm hoping you can tell us all a little bit more about what that means. So beginning at the beginning, what is holistic cash forecasting? The whole idea behind holistic cash forecasting is to understand all the elements that make up your working capital position from source to settle. Uh, The idea here is many times organizations don't really understand the state of their cash position within their organization due to the fact that oftentimes they look at cash as something utilized for specific initiatives within their organization. So they tend to look externally to get access to those resources, be it in the form of uh, venture capital, could be uh, looking at debt from a bank, um, et cetera. Uh, The importance of cash forecasting is to understand where you might be able to unlock working capital uh, within your organization as a function of improvements in your cash conversion cycle. Now, are there any barriers, common things that would make it difficult for companies to put this practice into place? No, in fact, uh, that's oftentimes the most difficult point to get across, Kelly, uh, in that there's really not a need for operational or capital expense outlay to go through both the exercise of obtaining the information to understand the current position, but also the fact that uh, there's not a need to actually extend uh, dollars out to make this happen. You can actually utilize uh, practices we've built here at CoreCentric as an internally uh, self-funded initiative within your organization. Now, one of the things that was interesting from the report was some of the talk about real-time visibility. And yet, you know, real-time is one of those phrases that gets used a lot, and it always means slightly different things. So what does real-time visibility mean in the context of holistic cash forecasting? In this instance, oftentimes being able to dashboard uh, what your current state is on a daily or weekly, monthly basis and get an understanding of how, in fact, you're doing in your uh, forecasting of where you believe you're going to end up with cash. So uh, having uh, dashboarding as a means of uh, tracking, if you will, your current position, either from a uh, timing of payables perspective, method of payment perspective, or timing of receivables, and doing that in a fashion that's uh, easy to understand and um Uh, communicate with the rest of the organization effectively. 
Now, given that we've talked about some of the benefits and you've talked about the fact that there are actually far fewer barriers and obstacles than many companies might think, how does it compare to the visibility that companies would have today? So is it an incremental improvement? Is it a significant change around visibility and, and availability of data, or is it really a significant improvement? It's a step function change that, uh, again, most organizations don't realize uh, they can take advantage of. Um, relative to, for example, uh, when someone is uh, paid. So um, let's say that you're getting paid uh, by your customers on day 45, being able to look at how you want to forecast cash is a function of pulling in uh, that timing of when you get paid and having that guaranteed. Uh, that difference between the current term you're paid as to when getting a guaranteed payment can have a material impact uh, just in the float of compressing um, day sales outstanding. Conversely, looking at where you are with respect to uh, days payable outstanding, you may be paying uh, with what is not considered to be either market or the way in which your industry uh, typically pays. And being able to get a, a grant of days payable outstanding that you've got more cash to work with because you can delay payment and uh, we work with companies to um, uh, provide you that uh, flexibility in terms of when you're able to pay. Um, also, I, I would also share that when you just look at method of payment, uh, many companies out there look at check as being a viable means of payment, but there are other strategies folks can deploy today with respect to uh, ACH or uh, virtual card as a means of creating efficiencies around method of payment. So those are really the three specific areas I'd point to you, Kelly. And is it a, a relatively new practice? Is it something that is is just starting to expand? And you talked about the benefits as well as the, the lack of barriers. Um, and yet, if it's such a significant improvement over what most companies have today, why is it that they wouldn't have put this practice in place before now? That's a great question. Uh, one of the benefits we have here at CoreCentric is we really view uh, three pillars of technology to be the enablement uh, for our customers in that uh, it's not uncommon for someone to do a study just on how to improve your receivables position or improve your payable position or improve your method of payment position. But that holistic, as we started the conversation, Kelly, view across source to settle is, again, something that is quite unique in the way we look at the overall cash conversion cycle. And it does require a number of groups in the company to coordinate around data and collaborate around practices. Is, is that potentially a concern that companies sometimes raise or maybe even a reason that they point to for not already having made improvements in this area? Uh, again, a great question. We really view ourselves as trusted advisors when obtaining that data confidentially and using our uh, opportunity through experience uh, consultatively to educate uh, our customers with respect to those strategies they might deploy. So uh, moving from an organization that's just purely moving technology, which is an important capability we have, but also having this advisory, trusted advisor status with our customers uh, puts us in a unique position to uh, work with them over time. 
Typically, you know, it's not uh, coming in in a big bang fashion and looking to do uh, all three aspects of what constitutes the cash conversion cycle, but uh, really picking off the one that they can get the biggest benefit from quickly and then utilizing that as a way to uh, gradually look at the overall uh, holistic view of where they are with their cash forecasting and how we can assist. Now, you mentioned CoreCentra coming in as a trusted advisor, and obviously that kind of a partnership is critical to the success of something like this. But at the same time, anything that we want to do consistently and at scale also always involves technology. So mm -hmm. is there a role that automation can also play in terms of helping companies who want to achieve a holistic cash forecast? Um, there is, <clears throat> and we've got a number of different uh, technologies we've looked at from AI uh, to, um, if you will, looking at the operational efficiency where there's uh, common data sets that we've observed uh, in our experience where we can normalize some of that data and look at it uh, holistically and experientially and then compare that data uh, in an anonymous fashion against what we're seeing as an overall industry trend. And so utilizing technology to look at uh, historical data sets that have been anonymized and comparing that against what we may be doing for a given uh, customer or prospect is, uh, is a bit of our um, differentiation, if you will, in that combination of being able to look at historical data sets, apply AI to see what trending, and then indexing against what's best practice. Are there policies or processes that companies should be prepared to investigate or reevaluate if holistic cash forecasting is something that they've chosen to pursue? Um, yes, I would say so. Uh, again, another very good question, because oftentimes the information may be distributed across the organization and a, a suggestion we make from the perspective of best practice is to understand who the key stakeholders are for the specific uh, um, cash elements and how the organization really um, maps against those uh, specific areas that we focus on. Uh, oftentimes you'll have uh, um, dislocation between different departments with respect to who's uh, owner of that data. So one of the pieces that we do in our assessments uh, is to come in and understand exactly what sort of change management may need to be applied to ensure that they're operating efficiently, because oftentimes the organizations will evolve over time. And take on a life of themselves. And we assist them taking a step back to look at functionally where those, uh, those specific uh, areas of focus should live and make rec recommendations to that effect. And it's so interesting because all the different initiatives that corporations have going on right now, and, and truthfully, it really doesn't matter what function is affected or what team is leading it. It does seem to always come down to those two elements of data quality, data completeness, and also change management. And this sounds like another one of those initiatives where there's a huge opportunity associated with embracing holistic cash forecasting, but at the end of the day, you're still are looking at that data element and then, of course, the human element of change management. Excellent point. And I'd, I'd further build on that point, Kelly, <clears throat> by saying that when we, in that trusted advisor status, obtain information, uh, for example, looking at a master vendor file, oftentimes organizations think they have all the data that we've asked for it in a uh, centralized spot, 
And part of our job is to go in and uh, collect the disparate information and get it into a comprehensive data set and then educate the organization relative to the power of having clean data. Because uh, if the left doesn't know what the right is doing, they don't know that they're part of a bigger cause. So that is an important part of what we do in this unification of disparate data. Now, Fritz, we're going to wrap for now. However, you're going to join me for another portion of this conversation. So I want to start by thanking you for giving all of, giving us this information about holistic forecasting. And I also want to thank everyone who listened in today. Now remember, tune into our next CoreCentric conversation as Fritz and I come back together and dig a little deeper into the challenges and opportunities associated with operationalizing holistic cash forecasting. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining this CoreCentric conversation the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. We hope you found our discussion useful. With each episode, it's our goal to give you insight on how to lead change your organisation. Get started by visiting us at corecentric.com. That's C-O-R-C-E-N-T-R-I-C dot com.